Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Maggie Broman, who was married at the Wyndham Bonnet Creek in Orlando on Walt Disney World property. Well, technically, it's like a little tiny inlet that's not on the property, but it's right smack in the middle of the property, so we're going to say it's on property. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about Maggie's event and how she chose the Wyndham, what kinds of options they have, and if it might be the right choice for you. So welcome, Maggie. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to know how you guys decided you wanted to get married at the Wyndham at Bonnet Creek in Walt Disney World. Well, we're somewhat local. We live about an hour away from Disney. And so we wanted to do a wedding down in that area because we wanted it to feel like a vacation. Um, Disney fairy tale weddings was a little bit out of our budget for the price range that we wanted and the amount of people that we wanted and everything that we wanted to do. So we looked at several resorts. We wanted kind of a all-inclusive type thing. I didn't want to have to go out and find a caterer. I didn't want to have to go out on my own and research, you know, floral and music and everything. So the resort had everybody there, all the preferred vendors. And when we went to visit it, it was absolutely beautiful. It really spoke to me. And I knew as soon as we walked in that that's where we were going to end up having our wedding. Oh, that's great. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about what kinds of options they have there? Sure. We actually had a brunch reception. We had a morning wedding, 10 o'clock in the morning, and we had a brunch reception. Now, they do have a lot of different reception-type spaces. They have a lot of ballrooms because they can do conventions and things there. But our reception was held up on the 12th floor in what they call the executive lounge has a big balcony and it overlooks Hollywood Studios and it overlooks Epcot and it was absolutely beautiful so as soon as we saw that room I thought my reception has got to be here that's great and how did you choose your ceremony venue the ceremony was poolside so you could do the ceremony inside the ballroom, but because we were doing it in the morning, I wanted lots of natural light. I wanted lots of sunshine. It was springtime, and so I just wanted to be super pretty. And they have they close off the pool area to all the guests, and they set up the chairs for me. They set up the floral, and the, the ceremony was right poolside with the cabanas kind of lining off one side, so it made a nice little private wall area, and it faced these tall palm trees in front of a lake. And it was just gorgeous. Wow, that sounds beautiful. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about how weddings work at the Wyndham? Are there packages to choose from or is it a la carte like wishes? There are some packages, but they can customize it to whatever you want. With the folder package that we picked up, they have one called Mr. and Mrs. Brunch. And so it was just uh, the brunch menu, but you can adjust it to 
do whatever you wanted to do. They said that the starting menu and everything on there was just purely a suggestion. So when we went in, we actually did a brunch food tasting and I wanted to add cronuts. And they said, you know, no extra charge for that. Done. Do it. Fine. And I wanted to add mimosas. And there was a very nominal charge for unlimited mimosas for that. But they had do have some bigger, fancier packages for lunchtime and dinnertime ceremonies as well. That's cool. Can you give my listeners an idea of the price ranges? Sure. For us, it was about the Mr. and Mrs. Brunch package ran about $5,200 for we ended up with 42 guests plus ourselves with 42 guests. So that actually included the ceremony site and included all the the chairs, the white chairs, the linens, the napkins, the glass, the food, the bar, the mimosa station, the bartender, the staff, the omelet station, the omelet chef, everything out the door about 5,200 bucks, including gratuities. As soon as they showed us that too, that price, my parents came down to, to take a look at it too. And they showed us the price and my mom misread the sheet, she thought it said 8200 And she looked at it and she said, oh my gosh, this is an amazing deal. And when we were talking about it later, I said, no, mom, it was 5200 not 8200 And she just about lost it. I mean, she just thought that was the best thing in the world. <laughs> okay. They have some ceremony packages. Our ceremony package was originally actually $2,200. And with the brunch that they give, they actually knocked it down to $1,500 for the ceremony. And that was all inclusive in that $5,200 price. They also have a serendipity ceremony package, which runs about $3,000 and an intimate one, which is for up to 30 guests for about $2,500. Some of those will include the uh, champagne toast, a wedding cake. They give you the getting ready rooms and they give you the uh, like the fruit infused water and you actually get a day of coordinator included in all your pricing too. Wow, these are great prices. Thanks so much for sharing those. <laughs> yeah, it looks like some of the dinner, the dinner prices can come around to about one, uh, $129 a person, I think at the very high end. But that's, you know, that wasn't really what we were, what we were looking for for a plate at dinner. We did, we just wanted the brunch buffet and it came out to about 49 bucks a person. Wow. That, that is great pricing. Yeah, we were sold. <laughs> so since you're local, how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? Everyone was super excited. We have a lot of, about half of our guests were local. So we had a, with a lot of local friends that came and a lot of them are Disney annual pass holders like Scott and myself. So they were super excited to just be there and spend the weekend down at Disney. And we originally had, when we first started planning, we originally had between 120 and 130 people on our guest list. And then I completely freaked out because I did not want to deal with that many people. So we cut our guest list down to 50. It was mostly a lot of uh, local family, my folks from Louisiana. They were excited to come in, my cousins and my aunts, my uncles, and some of my local friends. Scott's family from Pennsylvania and West Virginia came in, and his aunts and uncles from Helsinki, Finland, flew in to come to our wedding and to spend the week with us. Wow, that's great. Yeah, they were really excited. I think it's still pretty cold in Finland in April, so they were definitely looking for, you know, to have an excuse to come in. (laughs) That's awesome. 
So it sounds like the Wyndham gives you a wedding coordinator. Did you do a lot of in-person planning or was it mostly remote? We got our wedding coordinator, Kristen, at about a month and a half out from our actual wedding day. She was just kind of our day of coordinator and everything else that I worked out, I worked out with Brittany Brown, who is their wedding events manager there. And so we met with her a few times because it was very easy for us to just drive down and, and meet with her if we needed to. But most of it was just done via email and she's really good with getting back to us. That's cool. Now, it sounds like they have a recommended vendor list. Did you pretty much stick with who was on there or search for your own vendors? Both. The second I announced my wedding date on the uh, Diz Brides Facebook page, photographer Stephanie Caldwell sent me a Facebook message and said, if you need a photographer, I'd love to photograph your wedding. And so I started talking to her and we worked out something really quick and easy. And so the first thing we did was hire a photographer. And the officiant, Reverend Kevin Knox, also came from a uh, Disbride recommendation. Now, the Wyndham does have recommended vendors. We found our ceremony harpist, Christine McPhail, through the um, Wyndham recommended vendor list. And we found our floral, which we went through Fiora Design Studio for our floral. They were on the Wyndham, the recommended vendor list. Okay, cool. And did you add any Disney touches or have a theme? I am kind of obsessed with like the vintage, like 1950s, 60s kind of pinup glam style. (laughs) So that was really reflected in at least my personal look on that day. And so we didn't go overly Disney, but I had some little, I had a little Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse bride and groom wedding uh, pin on my bouquet. And we had some little Mickey and Minnie little statuettes on our cake table. And our harpist, who was amazing, was able to play. I actually gave her a a list of songs to play during the ceremony and the cocktail hour. And so it was a bunch of Disney songs on the harp. So we do love Disney and we go all the time. But yeah, we just wanted kind of an elegant, with Disney touches kind of vibe. Right. Yeah. And then for your reception, what kind of entertainment did you have? We had, I made all of my music on a Spotify playlist. So the resort actually provided us with audiovisual equipment and some speakers, which were set up very discreetly. And I made just a playlist with a bunch of songs, a bunch of like Sinatra kind of era music, and then a new group that I had been completely obsessed with called Postmodern Jukebox. And what they do is like vintage versions of modern pop songs. So yeah, everything kind of has this real swingy kind of tone to it. And so our, our reception was really only a couple hours long, uh, which was plenty. So yeah, we uh, the main thing we took away from or the people got at the reception was being up there on the 12th floor and having that balcony in the view was just amazing. So most people just hung out, out on the balcony and drank mimosas and hung out in the spring sunshine. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds nice. Yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Our day of coordinator, Kristen, took all of my vendor information, our photographer and our officiant and everybody, and she coordinated with everybody and got everybody on the same page and made up a whole wedding day timeline for us. So I didn't really have to worry about anything the day of at all. I was up at about 6.30 in the morning and my hair and makeup 
girl that I had booked through the resort. Um, they have a harmon. It's called the Harmony Spa at the resort. She came by and did my hair and makeup about seven o'clock. Stephanie showed up at about nine, and we started taking pictures and stuff in the room. My mom had come in, and my two bridesmaids had come in. We did a bunch of getting ready type photos. Our first look was about a quarter to ten since our ten o'clock ceremony, and the ceremony actually kicked off at about ten o five. So I heard. Um, but I wasn't worried. They couldn't start without me. So <laughs> the ceremony was pretty short. It was about 10, 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes. And then we continued to take photos after that. And our harpist played for a uh, little cocktail hour down by the pool, the uh, resort. They just threw in some um, Red Bull smoothies and little mini blueberry muffins for everybody to just nibble on down by the pool while Scott and I took the rest of our of our wedding photos with the wedding party and with each other and that kind of stuff. And then our our reception ran from about 11.30 to 2-ish, 11.30, 11.45 to about 2 o'clock. Okay. And did you add any other events to your day, like a dessert party or a bridal tea or a welcome party? We did do a dessert party. I went through Disney catered events for the dessert party. I did not go through the fairy tale weddings. And one of the good things about that, although I couldn't wear my dress to the park, it was so hot that day because we actually went and hung out at Epcot for the better part of the afternoon with our friends. So I didn't want to wear it anyway, but I didn't, because I did it through catered events, we weren't charged the fireworks viewing fee for the bunch of our friends that already had park tickets. Great. And I was actually able to pay for the dessert party. We ended up saving about $400 because I had an extra coupon and the Target Visa card. And I went to Target and I bought a bunch of Disney gift cards and it ended up saving a lot of money that way. That's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. What location did you use for your dessert party? We used UK Lower or Lockside, they call it down there back behind the UK Pavilion because we actually got engaged in the tea garden at the UK Pavilion. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so when you were planning, what were maybe the three most important aspects of your event where you focused your attention and your budget? A lot of my attention was actually focused on the music. It was really not a big part of the budget for it. Our harpist for the hour and a half or so that we had her was a little under $400 worth every single penny. But I worked with her a lot. She, I mean, I made a completely customized playlist for her with what music I wanted to play. That woman can play anything. We used Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie for our receptional, and she played it on the harp. Ah. <laughs> it was amazing. And just putting together the Spotify playlist took a lot of time organizing all of, you know, because I just, I, we didn't have a DJ, so I was DJ, basically. And I put all the songs and everything in the, in the exact order that I wanted them. So that took a lot of time. But for the floral, we had originally about a $1,000 budget for floral. It ended up going to about 1200 but again, totally worth it, even though it was a little bit more expensive for us. We were able to repurpose our ceremony floral. Our florist actually took those arrangements that we had at the ceremony upstairs and used them on the tables in the reception. So we were able to reuse them, which was really good. Great. And were there aspects that were less important to you where you maybe saved some money or time? Well, the florals kind of on both of them because I really wasn't super picky about what to do with the floral. And so reusing them from the ceremony to the reception was a really good move. Mm -hmm. Our invitations, we made our own invitations. I purchased a template online for about 20 bucks 
And I downloaded all the fonts and I went on the computer and I made a template and made our own, you know, all the wording and everything and made our own invitations, details, cards, and RSVP cards. And it was a lot of work. And at times I just wanted to throw the computer across the room because I'm not tech savvy at all. But I got it done and we had them, all of our invitations, we had 50 invitations printed at FedEx for like 110 bucks. Wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So I said when going into this, I didn't want to do any DIY. I just wanted everything to be done for me. I did a couple DIY things. The invitations were one of them, but I didn't do very much. <laughs> so what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? First look, by far. I'm so glad we did it. We went on this staircase. Scott was standing on this staircase and is kind of in the in the back of the in the back of the resort with this gorgeous mural behind it. And they walked me out of the room and down the elevator and around the stairs and I was so nervous and my leg was just shaking the whole time. And um, you know, Stephanie's down there getting some pictures of us and I hadn't told Scott that my dress was short. And it wasn't until right that second where I thought, gosh, I hope he likes this. <laughs> but as soon as, um, you know, as soon as I just kind of walked, you know, hobbled down the stairs because I was shaking so bad and just tapped him on the shoulder. And as soon as he turned around, he just grabbed me and just started crying and told me how beautiful I looked. And I'm crying now just thinking about Aww. it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm really glad we had that, that little private moment to ourselves because unfortunately another awesome thing my dress has pockets and so I put a bunch of Kleenex in there (laughs) and we were just passing the same like little you know wet Kleenex back and forth (laughs) so yeah definitely recommend the first look it was it was so incredibly worth it that's great did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected If it did, I didn't really notice. Everything just seemed so, so smooth. The only thing thing that kind of happened was we were trying to take a a group photo, and this is why we should leave these things to professionals like Stephanie, that my cousin was trying to take a photo of me and a bunch of my, uh, my friends and backed into one of the tables and knocked over a glass of water and things went everywhere. (laughs) By that point, you know, it was close to the end of the reception and nobody really cared. Everybody had been drinking a bunch of mimosas. So it, it, um, that was really, I mean, if I had to come up with something, that would be the only thing. And we all just laughed about it. (laughs) And then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Not so much the wedding, but the logistics of the dessert party. I was really nervous about the transportation to the dessert party. And I just felt like I was having to, you know, I thought it was going to be like herding cats to corral like 42 people and get them to the, the um, UK pavilion. Um, but you know what? Everybody showed up when they were supposed to show up. We did the big chartered bus from Mears through Disney to get everybody that was staying at the hotel to the dessert party. And, no one was late and no one got lost. <laughs> and I really stressed myself out way too much over it than I really should have. <laughs> Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? The Wyndham, one of the perks there 
was that they offer their room blocks where you can get the, you know, the discounted rate for the wedding. And they don't um, penalize you. You're not liable for any room blocks that don't sell. Mm. Well, Scott and I were like, oh, well, we're just having a few family members coming in from out of town. We're only going to get 10 rooms. Well, we ran out of rooms. Ah. Um, (laughs) All of our, our local friends snapped up those rooms because everybody wanted to come down for the whole weekend. And some of my family got some rooms, but other than that, the rooms went really quick before his family booked anything, before a lot of our friends booked anything, before our bridal party booked anything. Um, Some of our local friends and my family snapped them all up. And so we thought, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just order more. We, they said, no problem. You can just put more, more rooms on the block. Well, that particular weekend, there was like some psychology, psychiatry convention going on at the hotel, and there were no more rooms available. Oh, no. So it turns out that the, the, the hotel had no more rooms available through direct booking, but um, we had to start telling our guests everybody had to go on to like Expedia and book through the third-party vendors and ended up paying like $100 more per night for the rooms than they should have. So that was that was kind of a bummer. We should have taken advantage of just booking, you know, 20 rooms like we should have originally because we would not have been liable for them if they didn't sell. Yeah, that's a great point. (laughs) So do you have any tips for those who might be considering a Wyndham event or just any kind of alternative to Disney's fairy tale weddings? Having your, and I'm sure it's the same kind of deal with the Disney fairy tale weddings. If you have your wedding on an off day, or if you do it in the morning, or you do, you know, like we did a Sunday morning, um, they actually offered us, Brittany, the wedding court, the wedding event manager there actually gave us a 10% discount on everything for having the wet, having our wedding on, you know, an odd, odd day and an odd time of day. Wow. So definitely look into that. Um, I mean, I love brunch and I love mimosas, so it really wasn't a compromise for me at all. <laughs> Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? The album on my Facebook page under Maggie Larson with an E, Roman is um, public. Our wedding album is public. The Dizbrides Facebook page has some photos. I posted a link to my photos about a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago. And I do have a blog online. It's called Maggie Runs Disney dot blogspot.com and I just put a whole new post on there with a bunch of wedding photos as well as resort information and vendor information and a bunch more pricing information too. Well Maggie thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really instructive for anyone who's interested in having an event at the Wyndham or perhaps some other alternative to Disney's fairy tale weddings and I appreciate your taking the time. Oh it's my pleasure. I love talking about it. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp, or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.